If Republicans were in control of La Crosse County, these maps would look a little different. There's no question about that, but that is part of the redistricting process. Local Democrats control our county board, and so they do have the authority to draw these maps in ways that probably favor their candidates a little bit. And the old saying is cracking and packing. So I think that uh, these maps likely pack Republicans into as few districts as possible. And uh, they probably uh, split Republican votes in other places to make it easier to elect Democrats. I'm Jen O'Brien. And I'm Bill Fian. And this is another episode of Fact Check. The drama surrounding redistricting for the La Crosse County Board is drawing to a close with a vote by the redistricting committee today, Monday, September 13th, and a final vote of the board scheduled for the monthly meeting of the full county board on Thursday. Now, as first reported on Fact Check on the creation of this redistricting committee in June, when County Board Chairwoman Monica Cruz didn't appoint a single conservative supervisor to the committee, it was only when Supervisor Kevin Hoyer complained that a Republican was finally added. Now, you brought that to our listeners' attention long time ago, Bill. As it turns out, Hoyer's presence on the board made a huge difference because of the maps that were drawn, forcing conservative supervisors to run against each other. In fact, two maps would have forced Hoyer to run against another conservative supervisor and gerrymandered him into a Democrat district. One map would have formed a new district in former chairwoman Tara Johnson's town of Shelby, which grew by only 89 people instead of the northern lacrosse suburbs of Holland, Holman, Onalaska, and West Salem. So what is really happening here, Bill Fian? Well, I think it's hypocrisy at its greatest. We have people who placed a non-binding referendum on the April 2019 ballot asking people in La Crosse County if they favored nonpartisan redistricting. And so these same people who voted to put that referendum on the ballot, given the opportunity to conduct redistricting, they did it in a hyper-partisan way. And incidentally, those who heard, we'll call it redistricting in La Crosse County Part 1, if you heard that show, you heard how they redistricted me out of my old county board district and all the other conservative supervisors the last time this process happened They forced us all to run against each other. They tried the same thing again in this process, submitting maps that would have forced conservative supervisors to run against one another. And then the really bad part of this was that they actually were going to disenfranchise voters in the northern suburbs of La Crosse. Holman, Onalaska, West Salem, Town of Holland. That area actually grew by about 4,100 people, That happens to be the average size of a county board district in the county. So until I brought this issue forward, there was a editorial published in the La Crosse Tribune's online edition on Sunday, and then Wisdom News reported it on Monday. Incidentally, those were the only two news sources that reported on this. I sent that story to all of the media in La Crosse County. So once again, fact check leading the way, on breaking news, miraculously, we showed up for the hearing on Tuesday. Remember, this is all happening just before and over the Labor Day weekend, when I'm sure many people weren't paying a lot of attention. So Tuesday we show up, they have a brand new map, numbered 30-4. There's a new district in the north part of La Crosse County, and none of the conservative supervisors are forced to run against each other. 
So do you feel that that was because of your op-ed piece? Uh, They say that sunlight is the best disinfectant. And I have to believe that they didn't like the fact that the public was being made aware of all the malfeasance that was going on with the creation of these maps. And in particular, what really bothered me was the attempt to get rid of Kevin Hoyer from the county board. So some people will remember that Kevin Hoyer was the Republican candidate for 94th Assembly. He ran against Steve Doyle, the Democrat, who is not only a county supervisor, but he was part of this redistricting committee. So the first maps that they produced, as you said in the lead-in to the show, one was going to force Kevin Hoyer to run against David Hunt, another very conservative supervisor. Uh, Another plan would have forced him into the city of Madari, where he would have had to run in a Democrat district. So there was obviously, uh, in my opinion, that can't be a coincidence. There seems to have been an effort to get rid of Kevin Hoyer from the county board. Why would they want to do that? Just a grudge? Well, I, I think uh, I think it's obvious that if he can't even hold his seat for county government, you know, how can he contend for the ninety fourth assembly? Higher district? aspirations, and, sure. And not to mention the fact that you know he he asked to be placed on this redistricting committee, and so. He's, he was throwing a wrench in their works. Imagine that Kevin Hoyer never raised a stink and never got on this committee. None of us would know any of the things that we're reporting today. True. So where are we now? Well, where we are now is miraculously they produced a new plan labeled 30-4 on the Tuesday after Labor Day, after these news stories started to break, and... There is a new county board district being created in the northern part of the county. Uh, that gives representation to all those new citizens of La Crosse County. Also, uh, Kevin Hoyer and no other supervisors are being forced to run against each other, which if you think about it, you've got 29 supervisors, you're going to have 30 districts. Really, there, there shouldn't be any reason why two incumbents should be forced to run against each other. It's almost disenfranchising voters because 64% of the people in Kevin Hoyer's district voted for him to be reelected, and now you move him out of that district into a different district, you're taking away those people's right to vote for the person that they've elected previously. So now the next steps, where does it go from here? So the next steps are that today, September 13th, Monday at 5 p.m., the redistricting committee is going to reconvene and there'll be public comment. Um, And I think the voting's over. So this is just public comment, but this this plan, 30-4, should be presented to the county board on Thursday at the regular monthly county board meeting. Now, I'm told that Supervisor Ralph Geary is trying to submit an amendment to this plan because his district was redistricted in such a way that they took out part of the district that has supported him. He's been there, I'll bet you, for 25 or 30 years. And so he lost part of his district when they drew these maps. And um, so I think he's going to try and get them to change the maps to bring that back into his district. But I don't know that the votes are going to be there to do that. So if you could look in your crystal ball, as you like to say, and what, what will happen by the end of the week? I expect that the county board is going to pass these maps because we're under a really tight timeline here. In the previous episode of Fact Check, we talked about the bill that the state legislature passed, but Governor Evers vetoed that bill. 
That bill would have delayed this whole process into next year because he vetoed the bill. The county has to complete its redistricting because these county board districts will be sent to the municipalities in the county and they will have to redistrict the wards in their in their municipalities. So all of that has to happen because signature papers for local races will begin to circulate on December 1st. How do you feel about the new maps? If Republicans were in control of La Crosse County, these maps would look a little different. There's no question about that. But that is part of the redistricting process. Local Democrats control our county board. And so they do have the authority to draw these maps in ways that probably favor their candidates a little bit. And the old saying is cracking and packing. So I think that uh, these maps likely pack Republicans into as few districts as possible. And uh, they probably uh, split Republican votes in other places to make it easier to elect Democrats. Voters were in favor of nonpartisan redistricting. Do you think we're closer to that ideal? I think what we can learn from this whole process is that nonpartisan redistricting is really a fantasy. I think one of the conclusions we can make from this is that the people that are running our county government are clearly partisan Democrats. Many of them style themselves as being nonpartisan, but the truth is this is a very partisan process. These local races are partisan. And there's some really serious issues that lie ahead of us for deciding in the next elections of 2022. Will we support law enforcement in our community? Will we keep school resource officers in our schools? How will we spend the $23 million of federal aid that's coming to La Crosse County? These are big questions, and these are important races. I encourage all of our listeners, take the time to find out who your local representatives are, who the candidates are, and see where they stand on these issues, because these are going to be defining elections for our community going forward. And I, for one, believe we need to keep school resource officers in our schools to help protect our kids and teach the D.A.R.E. program. And I believe that any board created by county government is going to undermine law enforcement in our community, and we can't do that. We have to stand with them. All right. Thank you, Bill, for breaking down local redistricting in La Crosse County and how it affects us. I'm Jen O'Brien. And I'm Bill Fian. And this was another episode of Fact Check. You can join the conversation on our Facebook group, Fact Check Wisdom with Bill Fian, And subscribe to this podcast everywhere you listen to podcasts.